Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Leeds Up podcast. I'm James and I'm with Rocco. Hello. Ah, oh, 3-0 victory over Watford. What a cracking result. Today feels very, very good. You're even you're the most relaxed I've ever seen. You've even got a little brew. I am very, very relaxed. I feel like the season is just gonna be a serene stroll to promotion, even oh, if geez. we have to even if we have to go through the playoffs. I still think we'll win the playoffs. I'm so relaxed. It's fantastic. Going into this, we'd lost 11 times, won 10 and drawn 6 against Watford. The last time we played Watford at Ellen Road was Diego Lorente scoring. You remember that? It was that where he sort of fell, tried to do a, a Lucas Radderby impression, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Wasn't very well, good. we absolutely dominated that game, actually, as well. And yeah, should have won by quite a few. I remember Roberts did an amazing, like, scissor kick type thing not like an overhead kick but I think it like crashed off the underside of the bar played well that day um, but not as well as today and guess what Yesterday. Jamie yeah Jamie, Jamie Shacks and Cooper started in that game ah there you go common yeah, denominator go. yeah parallels um, and 20 shots on target in that game and uh, sorry 20 shots in the game but not that many on target and what I found quite interesting was obviously looking into um, the Pozzo family that, that own Watford uh, they have well they churn through managers don't they very very uh i mean this is a bit harsh on your heritage rocco but they uh, very italian-esque or massimo cellino-esque in their uh, approach to managerial appointments yeah no it's factually true not an but, insult and to add to that though so since we last played them they have had five managers but guess who else has also had five managers a good point yeah <laughs> so yeah bielsa marsh gracia Allardyce, and farker yeah depressing uh, but here we are. Here we are. What a day. And uh, I mean, where, like, where do we even start with that? Um, the first half, we were flying. Like, it was, it, there was an element of frustration because we weren't getting close to score. Well, we were getting close to scoring, but we just weren't. Um, but it was still good. Like, all the signs were there that we were, it was going to be one of those days, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We, we flew out of the blocks, didn't we? Like, within the first five minutes, we could have scored two or three, I think. And it reminded me of, well, I mean, I've never, there's few games where I've seen us dominate so much, really. And it reminded me of a game um, against Derby with Bielsa. Like, we absolutely tore through them. And it was similar, though. We ended up drawing one all in that game. So that's why, obviously, people are starting to get frustrated. But I just, I felt so 
I felt at ease. I knew we were going to win. Like we couldn't not. Like we were just, you know, like the crowd was starting to get a bit frustrated with uh, passing around the back and stuff. But that was annoying me because it was working. Like we need to learn from this. Like look how happy we all are now. But like half an hour before the end of the game, we're getting annoyed. But the tactics were working. We were making chance after chance. It was, it was just a matter of time. So really happy that it uh, ended like it did. We talked about this during the Millwall game where Ampadu pushed Melier back into his box to just start the start the passing um, from really, really deep because we have to draw teams out because otherwise they're just going to sit deep, um, especially at Ellen Road where you come in as a team and you'll be fearful of what we can do, and which is rightly so. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for it and I wasn't, I wasn't worried at all. There, there was a, <laughs> there's a guy near me and he is the epitome of, of sort of, yeah, checking out when we're playing in that ma- in that manner. I, don't, I just don't think he gets it. And he was sat down like playing solitaire. So we, we, we just call, <laughs> we just we just call him solitaire around us now. But yeah, and, and at that moment when he sat down, that was when um, on the right hand side we started to sort of inject into life, and and you could feel it brewing. Like Sh- Shacks was just starting to get stuck in on the right hand side, and then Ruter came out to the right as well. And he grabbed hold of the ball, span away from that two-footed challenge that went flying in. And uh, I think that was probably the, the start of Ruta's grand day out. It was, yeah, that was a catalyst. He was unbelievable. I mean, me and my nephew were just like pissing ourselves in the second half at how good he was. Like we couldn't stop laughing every time he got the ball. He was just doing incredible things. He was phenomenal. Uh, I can't, yeah, I'm, I'm still in shock really. And well, can't wait for the next game. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to Ruta because I've got I've got something Good. I want to do. I want to try and be funny. It's never like I said to you before, Rocco. It never works. Don't don't plan to be funny. So yeah, Ampadu had a had a cracking shot from outside the box, and I wish he'd. Uh, well, to be honest, I thought he had had scored. Uh, keeper just made like a ridiculously good left-handed save. Um, he did another like one-handed save to the other side, wasn't it, Somerville? You know, Somerville, like, yeah. Like keepers, especially at that level, there's normally a weakness, isn't there? And and you can sort of pick them off. But actually, he was like really solid on on both sides. Twat. Yeah. <laughs> and he denied Rutter as well, didn't he? I don't really know what happened with that one. James clipped a lovely ball in, actually, left-footed. And I, I don't know, did he just not get enough on it? I couldn't really tell, even from watching it on telly back. I, I, I can't really understand I, what he was doing. I think he was just in two minds. He's like, should I take a touch, take it around the keeper, or should I just try flick it over him in the hope that he goes low? And none of them came off. But I, I put that in my notes about Dan James as well because there's a lot of things that you just don't see from him. It, you know, it was a, a really nice ball in from the the right, quite deep on his left foot. And there's moments where he's running with the ball and he doesn't necessarily do something with it. But you forget those moments where he does something that's brilliant and could have put us one 0 up quite early in the game. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I've got to admit, I was I was frustrated with him most of the afternoon. But then, yeah, you come out of it. He's he's created two goals. Should have created the first goal as well. You can't really argue with the with the output, can you? You know, that's that's absolutely fine. And yeah, it makes up for the the frustrating part. But yeah, he he has to keep delivering at least a couple of times a game. And and luckily for him, I suppose he's got people in the middle now that can finish off chances. So, yeah, like I said last time, I, you know, I, I still have my doubts, but I also think he can be important. And yeah, he's shown that yesterday. So I think we're probably going to start just naturally going into the conversation of Ruta. So I wanted to sort of intro him in this way. It, it only feels right to do this as sort of a, a nod to our American owners, should we say. So I thought we'd, we'd do it in the style 
of uh, an American trailer, like the coming, the, the, the man coming of age tale. Uh, so here it goes. In a world where expectations weigh like a ton of bricks, one young talent defies the odds. Once the overpriced underdog of Leeds United, now a force so dominant he's unstoppable. With the grace of Zidane and the killer instinct of Thierry Henry, Giorgio finds his true form. From zero to hero, from scorned to adorned, this is a season you don't want to miss. The critics are raving. It's like watching poetry in motion. And the fans, they just can't get enough. Jorginho once underestimated, now unstoppable. Witness the rise. He's an only You're in the wrong profession. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's all fun and games. Yeah, well... Would, would, I mean, would you agree it, with that, that trailer that will be um, on YouTube soon? It won't. Uh, yes, apart from, well, apart from the very last line, only at Ellen Road. I think he's going to do it everywhere. It's a road show. Um, that, yeah, that is the the things that I've said about Ruta in the past. Um, you know, say sorry. Say, oh, yeah, I've said sorry. Well, I, I said sorry, and I'll, I'll, I'm happy to keep saying sorry and and pull myself up um, for doubting him. But yeah, I mean, I had no idea. I mean, when we signed him, I saw, I said to my dad that he'd probably be a slight improvement on Roberts. Um, <laughs> For a long time, he was that, I suppose. <laughs> but now, look at him now. Like, that performance yesterday was just, like, insane. Like, think, it was crazy. Thinking about your um, apologies, like, you had to retract your statement for uh, Ang- Angus Kinnear when you, um, yeah. you, were, you were too nice to him on BBC Radio, Lee. So do we just need a, like, a Rocco apologises section? <laughs> Probably, I suppose. But I will give myself some credit because after the uh, West... Brom game, yeah, West Brom game. Um, he'd done nothing, played up front, did nothing. And I did say I wanted to see him giving a run in the team. And this is what happens. And it's another point to, uh, you know, why so many young players fail to develop in the Premier League because, you know, you need to be given the, the space and the confidence to grow. And the other thing about Rutter that I thought as well is the comparison with Beckford. So, like, Beckford was in the in our squad in the championship when we went when we got relegated we loaned him out because you know we didn't think we could use him which you know after how he was in league one you thought that was crazy like why didn't we have him as we were dropping into the into league one um but it was probably just needed that like if he'd have been part of that championship squad underwise like he may never have turned into what he became and then dropping down a league and you know he just absolutely tore it uh, league one apart um, and yeah hopefully that's what we're going to see from Rutter because yeah he looks he looks yeah just looks a completely different class I think it's one of those where you can give all the credit to the player and rightly so you know he's the one producing the goods but Daniel Farker to me seems like the prime manager to eke um, those performances out of him you know he's someone who's played as a striker for one he's someone who c- completely understands the league and what you need to be able to to achieve greatness in it and just from the comments that he said post-match as well about when it, cause it, was he asked about sort of standout players or something like that and he I know we're jumping forward but it seems like an apt moment to mention it that his sort of standout was Charlie Creswell you know in that he's been so unfortunate to not get in the team and um, he's been training hard and he's a very good player and you know gave him a lot of credit for just still getting behind the team and celebrating the win with them and that just shows like man management he, he is the one to kind of get the most out of this team and make them uh, united, I suppose. It's so impressive. Everything he says is impressive and and everything he does is impressive. I'm blown away, really. And I think it's genius what he's done with Rutter and Pirot. And again, yesterday, Pirot was really deep. Like in the first half, there was countless times where he was the deepest of, of the midfielders. He was, you know, he was closer to the back four than, than Ampadu. 
but look how well it's working. And I don't know like what other manager would think to to play them to like this. Like the obvious thing is to put Rutter behind and Piro up top and and the way he's got them interchanging. I don't think I've ever seen it before. Like like a front two where, you know, they they interchange back and forth like that to such incredible um no result. Well, not incredible, I suppose. I'm getting carried away, but it was incredible <laughs> yesterday. But yeah, to to really like bearing results. I mean, you know, Perot scoring nearly a goal a game, Rutter's on um, like practically a goal every other game, but it's just working so well and it's it is only gonna get better, surely. You know, just wanting them two to keep fit and it's gonna be uh, it's going to be great. Going back to that first goal, and Ruta again was just class in the run up to that. So um, he eventually sort of peeled it out wide to Dan James, like we were talking about before. Dan James was delivering um, yesterday. He was brilliant, and the ball into box was amazing. But Ruta was fouled in the run up to that as well. Um, but he was just, like you say, like playing so well um, from deep. I, you just you just never expected him to do that. And so, and I don't think they really expected someone to sort of dance around their midfield like he was doing. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And you see in the Premier League so, so many times, or in any, any, any level. And, you know, I'm thinking about players like Jack Grealish as well, who, of course, he's come good now. But, you know, certainly in the past, I don't, I've not really seen him recently. But, you know, they're just trying to win free kicks all the time. Like, I reckon 99% of players would have just gone down in the middle of the pitch there and got his free kick. But, you know, for Rutter to stand his feet on both challenges, um, you know, and then, you know, want to just get forward. I, mean, I just loved that. That was, it's so refreshing. Um, and yeah, what a way to set up the goal. That was, that was all Rutter. Like that goal would never have happened. That was like an incredible piece of play. And, and yeah, the, yeah, the, the presence of mind to, and, and the determination to not let himself be fouled. You know, that's the thing that frustrates me about top players nowadays like Neymar as well I suppose like it only seems like Messi is the one Messi and Rutter are the only ones that, <laughs> that actually like don't there want to is. be fouled it's true yeah. isn't it like the the, you know, the defenders are trying to foul them why are they so keen to let them win like don't be fouled stay on your feet you know beat them and score a goal and and yeah I love it continue yeah it's a continuation of the Bielsa mindset and it's obviously something Fark is installing into the team as well so you can only admire it and um, the, I mean the end product the goal uh, from Piro was just awesome as well you know volley on his left foot just there's so many times and I've seen people drawing it against Bamford on Twitter which I don't like you know just enjoy the moment to be honest and but just so good to have someone that's clinical like it's just there's times in a game where he's just he's not he doesn't really feel like he's in it because he spends so much time off the ball but there's there's that there's that um, stat and I tried to look for it last night actually but I just couldn't find it and I think three percent of a footballer's time is on the ball like in a game you know and I think it's and the best do the brilliant stuff with the time that they have on it. And he's just doing what's asked of him. And you just can't ask for more, really. Yeah. Uh, Les Cocker, him and in, in the Revy team, they always said that you have three minutes on the ball in the whole match. So by far the most important thing is is what you're doing off the ball and how you're helping your teammates. Um, so yeah, um, that that's very, very true. His, yeah, Piro is just like so, he just feels reliable. Like, I just, you know, I fancied him to score yesterday. I fancied him to score all the time. Um, you know, he's not perfect, but he's, like, he's really good. And at that age as well, um, you know, he's only going to keep progressing. And, you know, we've seen time, well, every single season pretty much there's, like, breakout players that go into the Premier League and, and you know, make their name there. And there's, I think we've got loads of players that, that can do it in the Premier League next season. And uh, with, 
of course. Uh, you know, Piro, like he will be a Premier League striker. There's almost no doubt about it. Like he's got he's got everything there to be a top Premier League striker. So we're very lucky to have him. It's a great signing for ten million. I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely delighted with him. Fire up the furnaces. HMS piss the league has set okay. sail. It's just whether there's an iceberg in the way. That's what we've got to watch okay. out for. So, yeah. So, second goal, Dan James took the corner. So, we've got another assist uh, in that game. A brilliant corner as well. And we just never used to be able to get it over the first man. So, like, when we get a corner that's in the box now, I'm, like, pretty pleased. And uh, Sam Byron, absolute bullet header as well. He was delighted. He celebrated that right in front of us. He was very, very happy, man. Yeah, you got all the celebrations at your side, didn't you? I was a bit jealous. It's like looking over longingly, like I want to, <laughs> I want to get involved with the cuddles. <laughs> you'll, you'll get like goal of the season or something come over your end, <laughs> though, won't you? He was great though, Byron. One like just, I don't think he put a foot wrong. One thing he did in front of me that was so impressive was Tom Ince was running at him, like got into the box, and Byron got his tackle in, and then he he also um, prevented the corner as well. Which looked almost impossible to do, but he like managed to do so and keep possession. And yeah, he just he just knows what to do. He's just he's just a really like a solid pro, but then also like really impressive as well. You know, sol- solid pro doesn't really do him justice because yeah, he's just he, he just impressed me all day. Everything we, he does is great. Yeah, we were talking about him yesterday, and he, he's a Premier League class player, really, and he's just been riddled with injury a bit, like Adam Forshaw, I guess. Like Forshaw was a Premier League esque player. I always just worry when I see him stretch for anything, as I do like any of those sort of players that have had injuries, because I just think, oh, those seven-year-old crusty elastic bands you've got for hamstrings, they're, <laughs> they're going to go. Please don't stretch for that. Oh, dear. How old is he? Is he he's like, he's in 30. His... Oh, he's 30 now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, he's not, right. so he's not He's not beyond it. And, you, and yeah, you know, he's with Rob Price. Rob Price can, uh, can, I don't know, raise the dead with his medical powers. So, you know. He'll be fine. He's got seven or eight more years left. We were talking about it in our group as well. The um, just just how funny Leeds are. You know, in the space of a few months, we've gone from a bunch of players sat on the bench wearing blankets to then being told by the manager that you know you just got to sort of calm down and not embarrass the opposition too much. It's like only that could happen at Leeds United. Oh dear, incredible turnaround! And I love the what, championship. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's like what what. Because everyone says that you default to I love the championship because we're winning, but we just love winning. Like we love being a competitive team, and in the Premier League, it's so hard to be competitive. It takes years to get to that competitive stage. And I, and I was actually thinking yesterday. I thought if we get back to the Premier League, like you would happily, happily take. Well, you know, just getting a few results here and there, steadying away before you can then build on it. But then I stopped myself from thinking that far ahead. Um, yeah. No. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I think the thing is as well, like you want to keep the players together, don't you? Like, and that's the only yeah. way to do so is is to get promoted. So, and also it's exciting to think, you know, what what these players can do in the Premier League. So, yeah, I suppose we're going to have to have to go through with it if we if we do get there. So, one observation I've made about Farker, and I think it's sort of symbolic of his mental calm, is the fact that he just wears like the same clothes, like no matter what the weather. Like, it could be blazing sunshine or rain and he's wearing his black trousers like black footwear black sort of trench coat and he like but what i mean by mental calm like symbol of that is he doesn't sweat <laughs> he, he doesn't he like you know he's, he's he's always in the middle so like when we're at an all-time high he's the same temperament when we're at an all-time low he's the same temperament and i like that right i like that steel about him 
Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, he's a cool customer, isn't he? I bet if you wanted to get onto the, the first Just touch, go the for it. first touch, my <laughs> God, like the touch, but then like, how cool was he afterwards? Like, his little nod of appreciation and then just the way he turns around, little scratch of the neck. It's like all, all so easy for him. He, like the scoop back to the Watford player. I think that was like the, the coolest thing I've ever seen inside Ellen Road. It was unbelievable. He's a beautiful man, isn't he? I think the, the thing that sort of gets lost on social media and if you didn't see it on TV, because I don't think, well, I don't think it was on TV. I think it had cut away, is that it went so high up in the air. It was like top of the West Stand high, wasn't it? And, you know, I think there's, there was some sort of social footballer influencer who was doing this with pro footballers and they were trying to, they were pinging it up as high as they could and trying to drop it. And it's like impossible. Like Neymar and players like that were really struggling to do it. And then Fark has just done it as cool as you like. Oh, well, yeah, I've, I'm sure I've seen a video on Twitter that probably had like about a million shares of Ronaldinho doing something similar. Uh, yeah, it was, it was an incredible first touch. Bielsa could never do it, that's for sure. So that's one thing he's got over the great man. We had Jolo Rondinho against Hull, and now we've got Farkandinho. Um, the touch as well, just on that. So it's the way it sort of spins off his foot and goes back around his left foot in front of him as well. <laughs> just, just glorious. Uh, yeah, lovely. Yeah. He is a magician. So third goal, I thought uh, Bryn, Bryn Law was sort of saved on the LU TV commentary. I noticed on the highlights and extended highlights, they sort of cut it off a bit as well because <laughs> he was... He basically said, come on, Leeds, you need to get it up the field. Um, so, and, and like Tony Dorigo was like, well, no, you just carry on doing what we're doing. This is fine. <laughs> and then Jorginho Ruta picked up the ball on the right-hand side. He's, he's in that, I don't think it's called a half space. I don't know what the box areas are referred to because I'm not that good at... Midfield. <laughs> yeah, midfield area. Um, sort of edge of our third into that middle third. And... He started just sort of dancing away from players. I think it was three or four that he eventually got around. But what I found quite interesting is where he was when he started the run because he was in that really awkward ground of the players not knowing who should go for him. So the forwards sort of came back for him and the midfielder came in for him. And then as he starts to go across the field, they sort of pass him on to another player who's off balance. And then he does his little leg over and step around him. So good, like so, and so difficult to defend against because you are just crossing the lines of different players. And and the 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 thing that I really loved about it, and watch closely, watch it back. But he he lines himself up as though he's going to do a crossfield ball, and I think it throws off like all the defenders because he doesn't follow Jaden Anthony, and uh, Jaden Anthony's then just in acres of space, runs with the ball, and just class finish, like brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think uh, I, I saw the I saw the replay with Bryn's commentary, and I think he was so astounded by the run. I don't think he even mentioned it. Like he, <laughs> yeah. he had to go back to it afterwards, didn't he? he mentioned that Rutter had been a, a genius, but yeah, I mean, I loved the pass. Like the pass was amazing. It was like perfectly, like just slightly curled, like just perfectly into his pass. Great weight again. I mean, we we've seen that a few times with him, even last season. Actually, Rutter, he, he, you know, we know he can play that ball, but. I think I mentioned it for the Millwall pass, like, you know, which was an easy one to Pirro, but like it's it's always so crisp and and sharp and just just really, really good the way he passes the ball. And yeah, that was another example of it. And a lovely finish by uh, by Anthony. Great goal. Uh, lovely way to round it off. But I've got it- I've got a I've got a Oh really. Well, before you get onto that axe grinding, let's celebrate him a little bit more because 
when he was running with that ball for the third one, he was like the their right back had just lost him as well. He was like trying to catch up with him. He was like uh, he was like a cheap Luke Aylin there, number three, wasn't he? And I don't think he took like one throw in all game that was that was actually uh, not a foul throw. Oh <laughs> my god! I swear to God, I was pointing it out. The people around me must have been getting really annoyed because everything I couldn't help myself. Like every time it was a foul throw, feet yeah. off the floor. How do they allow that? Really, and he did one in the know. first half that was like really crazy. Like he was clunched right over. Like it just wasn't a throwing at all. But the reason why I, meant, I wanted to mention him as well is because he was like you think like Ailing gets some stick off our fans, but he was absolutely glacial. Like he was he was so slow. He looked like he was towing like a trailer full of cattle. It was it was he <laughs> was absolutely bloody awful. Um, anyway, go on, grind your axe. Yeah. So uh, back to Rutter. Um, his final touch of the match, that unbelievable uh, back heel pass thing that was plucked out of the air to Thomas. Oh God, yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, that was that was like sensational. Um, but from that, he turned to go for the one-two, and Thomas, like Thomas, did I just call him Thomas? Handsome. <laughs> <laughs> <Wait, this, laughs> why do you keep calling him Thomas? Brilliant. Uh, no, I'm going to stick now. Just call him Thomas. Right, so, and then, yeah, so. Like Thomas should have played it as a one-two, and Rutter would have like been in, but he he didn't. He like took a touch and then fannied around with it. So that 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 saddened me. I won't say it annoyed me; it saddened me because it could have been so much better. I think uh, he was just... might have ended up like going through and scoring. <laughs> Do you think he was just blinded by the brilliance of it? He's like, uh, shit. Well, I did not expect to get the ball. <laughs> that <happened. laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, the ball's at my feet. What the hell do I do with it? To be uh, fair, if he was anywhere as shocked as I was, then yeah, I'll let him off. Yeah. Um, yeah, Watford were just dreadful, weren't they? Didn't lay a glove, didn't lay a, a Somerville-sized glove on us. Uh, well, they were as bad as their kit, wasn't weren't they? Their kit was yeah. horrible. It was like a poor man's Britsia Dortmund, wasn't it? it was, well, yeah, but like it looked like they were in black in the first half and then yellow in the second. So obviously, like they're facing us and then they're, they're back to us. Very weird. One thing that I spotted, um, and I've come up with an idea, like, you know, forget like new technology in football, this is good. Like it's going to catch on. I know it. Goal line technology, all right, but this is a game changer, right? So substitutes when they're down in the corner flag and they're, and they're called back to the bench. Like I don't know if you saw it, but they were calling someone back to the bench and there was like, there was a few of them down there. Uh, I think it was Gruev, Archie Gray, uh, and there was another one. And for, for, I'm not joking, for about 20 seconds, someone from the bench was like waving, going, got you. And then they were going, mate, you? No, no, I think he's talking. I think he's talking. Oh, no, it might be you. So, like, two of them ended up going back. So, here's the technology, right? You know those things you get in Trinity Kitchen when your meal's ready. Just give, them, <laughs> give them, give them one of them. If, they, if they've all got that, they just get a buzz from the bench. They come back when they're ready. That is actually genius. You can even sew it into their sports bras, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Well, here you Perfect. go. So, yeah, that little tracker that goes on their their back. Yeah, just put a little vibrator in that. Might get yeah. off it as well. Oh, yeah, that's dear. a great shout. There um, you go. Right, if anyone's listening who's uh, in some sort of sports tech, yeah, million quid, that'll do. <laughs> uh, what I was impressed with Watford, like not time wasting at all. That was good, wasn't it? They they played quite fairly. I thought. Yeah, I thought they were. They they, they tried. Bless them. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I took from it. it. Was just like I felt a bit sort of sorry for them because everyone was talking about them being like a you know some sort of force to be reckoned with, uh, yeah, yeah. or like a good solid championship side, but. I think like I, there is an element of me, like because I know I'm laughing and joking, and I'm in a great mood. I've been for a run this morning as well. That's how motivated I am after a Leeds win. <laughs> I've been running ages, 
but th- there is a bit of me just telling me to just calm down, like just calm down. But it's hard to when you see a game like that. And, um, I was trying, it's trying to think as well because you have to bring some sort of semblance and to to where we were last this time last season, and and the team looks so different. And I know it's I know it's championship, and you can't get carried away. But do you remember when like Rocker was injured or tired after sixty minutes? You, you there was that feeling of like, well, who's going to come on? Like, and what what are they going to do? Like, Ro- Rocker was pretty bad but he was like the best of a, a bad scenario but now it feels like you know we talked about in the week about Archie Gray maybe needing a break because he looked a bit tired and it's a lot for him and but and and that came about and you just you thought well great Kamara's gonna slot in he's gonna do a cracking job and there's just there's just no worry and and it seems like somehow in a in the summer break they've sorted out a big problem of an imbalanced squad and we look we look functional we look really good you know to think that that Nyonto wasn't playing yesterday as well like just just bonkers really yeah that's the thing i i i mean i've seen a few people say like you know we beat chelsea 3-0 we need to we need to be careful of getting carried away i totally disagree it's like it's night and day to last season you can see it you know the players are, are brilliant like it's a really good squad um we and we've we've dominated every single game and i mean i looked at this i've not really seen the table i've not paid any attention really to the table but i looked at it and before the game and it almost alarmed me a little bit because I think I said in the last podcast, half joking, like it's time to get carried away. And then I saw that we'd only won two games all season <laughs> out of seven. But then again, so like in both of Bielsa's uh, championship seasons, we we had a good start four or five games. And then we went on two, both times went on a run of uh, two wins in seven. And after that, we then won seven in a row. Um, so we've done the two wins in seven and hopefully this is the start of the seven wins in a row but I, honestly just yeah I, we, we'll just we, we're, we're motoring there's there's no no worries from me we're, we're a good team we're not going to suddenly slide back into being a mid-table team it's uh it's it's just not going to happen we're, we're a class act bloody hell um it worry it worries me this positive mental attitude but i know <laughs> i just have to um, yeah i know i just have to soak it up we've got to enjoy it you have to enjoy it yeah, I love getting carried away. Like we have, we're, like we're miserable for ninety percent of the time as Leeds fans. So when there's a chance to get carried away, you might as well enjoy it. Ninety percent, God, I'd say ninety-five at least. Um, right. So we probably need to do your round of predictions. Do we not? Are you ready? Ratings. Let's do it. I'm <laughs> I, excited I about this. One. Yeah, sorry, ratings. I say predictions. We obviously predict for anyone who's not um, listened to this part or listened to us before. Um, we predicted our overall ratings for players at the start of the season and we're, we're tracking them and they're on our website um, for you to check in on. Well, I say we're tracking them. We've, we've not even looked at them, have we? But um, maybe <laughs> in the eye break, we'll, uh, we'll see how we're all getting on. Uh, yes, so let's go. Uh, Melia, great save at the end. I think I would, I'm not going to give him an eight though. I think seven's probably fine. He'd had nothing. I, I mean, it's this Another clean sheet. All right. Yeah, another clean sheet. What, eight, I'm give- going eight, Rocco. Fine. Eight it is. I'm happy. Shaq's eight? Eight. 100%. Nice. Um, it was great. Shaq's had a great game. We haven't really called that out, but, you know, again, yeah, just 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 slots in when he needs to. Just brilliant. Some of the link-up play down the right in that first half was, was superb, wasn't it? And, was, like, dribbling as well, skipping around men, and, yeah, I really like watching him. I was looking at um, a website with the formation lineup on it, and Shaq, they've got Shaq's at left back. It completely threw me off then. And I was about to say, yeah, he did great on the left. And I was like, he didn't play on the left. <laughs> anyway. Byram, eight. Uh, yeah, easily. Easily. I mean, you've got to have an exceptional day to be a nine, haven't you? But there's a few that are very close. 
Wow, well, we'll get to that. Uh, strike. I might give him any. Yeah, definitely. Like, you think of, he's, he's a coming of age story as well. We should have done a trailer. We'll do a trailer for him one week. Well, I was, uh, so me and my nephew, we were there really early yesterday. So we went and stood down by the pitch and watching them all warm up. Strike's a monster. He's massive. Like, I've never really noticed what, like, the size of the guy. He's so impressive. Like, just, yeah. He, he's, he's built like a, like, elite centre back in a, and I think he can get there, hopefully. Our, our joint friend, uh, Justin, uh, when I went to a game with him uh, last season, he said, he made a comment which stuck with me about Pascal Strike, and he just said, he is a proper athlete. And it's true, like when you see him in the flesh, he's an absolute unit. And I'm so sorry that I said his haircut looks like Michael Jackson, because if he ever comes near me, he'll absolutely crush me. No, that's a good, that is a good way of putting it. And, and Rutter as well, like he, he, he's, uh, yeah, got impressive physique, impressive everything. Anyway, we'll get to him. Cooper, I'm, I'm thinking seven maybe, but I'm happy to be <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so harsh because we've had, we've, we have had a clean sheet, but... There was just a few, like, actually, Strike and Cooper in the first half. Strike did really well to win a ball back and then passed it to Cooper. And then, they, like, Cooper just didn't know what to do. They just smashed out for a corner, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, that was unnerving. But, um, yeah, I think probably a seven, which is fine as well. You know, he's, he's rusty. He's come back from an injury. Agreed. But um, he was, it's worth saying, like, there's a lot of things where he intercepted the ball really well and read the game. So, yeah, anyway, that's my piece. Yeah. Ampadu 8. It's like a double, double barrel surname, isn't it? Yeah. Ampadu, uh, let's touch on him very, very quickly. Another like class class game. And so the, the thing, the new thing that I've noticed about him is that you can, he can have a ball pinged at him on any foot and it doesn't matter. Like when we've had players in that position before, they felt very one sided and that they then have to turn and get the ball into a place where they're comfortable with it. And it like takes too long. And then that means everyone else has time to get in position. He's just so quick at just adjusting on both feet. That is mega impressive. Yeah, I'll love Ethan Ampadu. What a man. Kamara, um, I thought he was really good. Like, like not He knew his place. He knew, he knew his place. There was a, there, I watched him at one point and he got quite high up the field and then he just sort of stopped himself. Like, he knows where he's supposed to be and, and you can't underestimate that. Like, just solid, like a really solid um, sort of central defensive midfielder. I thought he was a good talker as well. Like he was, you know, sort of orchestrating things a little bit as well and even instructing Cooper here and there. Yeah, he was good. I, I think I'd like to give him an eight as well. Cool. Good. Now, we, now we're getting on to the good stuff. Uh, Dan James. So he's got two assists. You're um, giving him a four, are you? Well, at nil-nil, I, I would have given him a five, um, but then he's got two assists, so I... I don't he was great, he was great. There's like something, like I said to you, people concentrate on the stuff where he runs with the ball and then something doesn't come off, but he, he had a great game. So, what? Well, I mean, I'm happy to give him a seven. Are you pushing for eight? I'm pushing for eight. Like, Fotmob have got him as star rating of like 8.8. Um, wow. So I think eight is like totally fine. And I think we should be starting the narrative of, or pushing the narrative a bit that he, he is, you know, He's not complete. He's not, but he does have some great games and give him credit where it's due. Okay. Eight it is. Well done, Dan James, uh, who was on the other wing. Somerville. Oh, yeah. Another eight, I think. Yeah, Somerville caused them problems. He's so good at like just cutting in very quickly, isn't he? Probably probably should have had a goal. Could have had a goal. Probably should have squared a, squared a pass as well here and there. I think there's one where Pirro was like wide open uh, and he took the shot. Um, 
and Pirro is a bit annoyed. I, to be honest, I was annoyed that he didn't pass it because Pirro is in a brilliant spot. Um, I think that's part of Somerville's game that annoys me a little bit, actually, is that he sometimes doesn't release it quick enough, but he's quality. Yeah, the guy next to me said exactly the same. Just before he, he didn't pass that to Pirro. Um, yeah. I mean, I can see Somerville getting like double figures this season, definitely. He could, could even get yeah, to yeah. Uh, So yeah, good, eight. Pirro, similar, really, I'd give him an eight. Eight. Yeah, definitely. Solid. And then we come on to Jorginho. What are you going for, Rocco? Drum roll. I'm so tempted to go whole hog, but I think something's holding me back. If if your dad let you do 0.5, you'd go 9.5, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Well, maybe we could make a special occasion. Sure, because he's had that good a game. Yeah, 9.5. Let's give him a 9.5. Sorry, David. Fantastic. I feel sorry for Coops now. Should we upgrade him to eight? It's not very fair, is it? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? We're, fi- we're feeling kind. Let's do it eight. Go on. <laughs> Lovely. Substitutes. Jaden Thomas. He's got a goal, doesn't he? It's got to yeah. be at least a seven or an eight. Could Would it be half eight. to give him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to be eight. eight. He's come eight. on and scored eight. Um, Ian Pervader. Um, yeah, I'd give him a six, to be honest. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. if we give him a six, then we can downgrade Cooper to seven then. <laughs> right. Six and seven. Let's do it. Okay. Anyone else? Archie Nearly Graves. He, oh, actually, did he, he wasn't on long enough, was he? No, he got six minutes. Well, nah, it's not plus added time. Yeah, and Gruev and Luke Aylin. Uh Do you know, I've, I've found out, well, found out, I realised, I read something. No. Anyway, Ilya Gruev. Do you know what his middle name is? Go on. Ilyev. So it's called Ilya Ilyev. It's weird, isn't it? Ilyev Gruev. I quite Ilya, like that. Ilyev. It's like you've been called James Jamie Weller. <laughs> James Jimmy. Jimmy Jamie. Right, cool. That's Great. it. Uh, the I'll just quickly flip through my other notes that I missed. So EFL highlights, very hard to find. They're on ITVX. Um, so if you fancy going to watch it. No, but they're a joke. There's no studio. There's no talking about the game. It's just running through the bloody goals. Like, what cheapskates? What are they doing? Lazy. Well, my observation is... The theme tune is proper daytime TV as well. It do, it does sound like I don't know, like some sort of home improvement channel or uh, program. Sorry, yeah, just go listen to it. It's funny. Uh, I watched Leicester. I thought they looked very good. The one thing that stood out in that game, Bristol have a player called Yeboah. Wow, really? Yeah, uh, he's lived in he's lived in Bristol his whole life. Emigrated from Italy because uh, I did look well of Ghanaian Ghanaian descent. Um, it's spelt the same then, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? What's his first name? Don't know. Didn't care. Fine. Oh, dear. And then the last thing was actually um, Nyonto around, walking around the pitch um, in his hoodie. I thought I thought he looked actually like, a bit like E.T., you know, when when they shove him in the basket and they just fly off <laughs> over, over the moon. So I'm going to try and find a picture of it and Photoshop it and stick it on Twitter. <laughs> Well, I saw a picture this morning of him out in town in Harrogate with the same hoodie on, with his hood up, exactly the same. So I just left Dirty it around and got out. on the Dirty stop out. Elliot. <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen ET, they're not going to get that. Um, right, cool. Is that, is that, oh, man of the match. God, sorry. Ah, well, do we have to? Yeah. Go on then. Uh, Eliev Gruev for his <laughs> brilliant name. It's got to be Jorginho Rutter, hasn't it? Like, just yeah. an un- unbelievable day for him. Uh, he deserves it. And yeah. Just, just so good, so so good. Very. Happy what about what about touching on Southampton next week? 
Oh god, yeah. I've like I'm so excited that I'm just like skimming over stuff now. Yeah, I know. Well, I just want to revel in yesterday, really. It seems yeah. I don't want to, I'm yeah. not ready to move on. No, I'm not ready to move on. But thinking about it, there's probably comments that Farker made after the game as well. Um what's he said, Rocco? Uh, he he made a funny quip about his first touch. If it would be an easy job if all the players <laughs> had his <laughs> skill. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't really say anything else. I think he was just trying to trying to keep everything calm. He said he was going to celebrate with coffee and chocolate cake on the sofa, which I, I thought was a bit weird, really. Because is he going to is he going to be able to sleep after after having coffee at that time of night? I don't. That's know. exactly where my head went as well. I was like, surely <laughs> it means like decaf, like this, <laughs> no sane man has coffee on a night. Uh, but maybe no- <laughs> maybe this is it though. This is part of his symbolic calm. Like he can drink coffee any time of day. He probably wears he probably wears the outfit to bed as well. I had no coffee last night, and I've been up since half three. So excited about about Rutter and Leeds and Fire. It's, it's weird, isn't it? What it does to you? Like I was I was thinking about you know the mental health wheel, and the mental health wheel is like your physical, like your physicality in terms of exercise, and then your sleeping, and then your food. Sort of th- those three in a circle sort of affect your mental health and. But like Leeds United is the fourth one in there for me. Like it's those three plus Leeds United somewhere. And but then like we win and then I don't sleep. So it's like it affects everything. It like affects me when we're doing bad and it affects me when we're doing really well. God. And, uh, yeah. You wouldn't change it, would you? Absolutely not. It's amazing. And uh yeah, Northampton away next week. Big game. Nine nil lead. Well, that's it. Leaving the ground, I I just sort of said to my nephew, like we could absolutely stuff them next week, you know, because they're going to come out. They're not going to sit back. You know, they they could just play into our hands. Um, but then obviously, you know, we're not going to play brilliantly every week. And I'm talking like we're world beaters, but we will have off days. We're due to concede a goal, aren't we? So maybe we'll only win 3-1. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of them where, like, like we said before, I don't want to get too carried away, but I've watched Southampton a few times now and they just look so, so poor, like really, really? well. Yeah, like really badly organized, like terrible defensively, like trying to play it out from the back. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up if we lose, but I just cannot see us losing against them. I think they look dreadful. So uh, we look so, so well organized and so good at the minute and players really coming into form and confidence and they're away from home, which takes a little bit of the pressure off. And we've been playing well away from home so far that, yeah, I think it could be a good, a good day for us, but I've always, I've been wrong many times. Yeah. The uh, the early kickoffs are normally quite low scoring, aren't they? It's a it's a Saturday midday game, isn't it? Like twelve thirty. Right. There we go. Four 0 Southampton. See you later. <laughs> See you in a couple of weeks. Uh, we've got Road on back. He'll come in for Coops, won't he? Yeah, which might be a little bit harsh, but also you know, uh, Rodon Rodon's been excellent. Maybe that little bit of a break will do him good as well. Might his eyes might be better now. So, yeah, no other changes. I don't think. No. I don't, so, yeah, that was the question. Um, do you think Archie will get back in? I think so. Possibly. It's one of those, isn't it, where it's like, ha- has he been, he's, he's done remarkably well. And it was, was it almost like a, an experiment to begin with because he's shown signs of it in training um, and then it's actually paid off and he's done a good job. But is it, is there a little bit more assuredness with someone in there like Kamara? Um, but I think he'll get loads of game time, which is still amazing for for him at his age. Yeah, I think and I think it's what he needs. I think it's good to have a player like Kamara to share the burden with, and yeah, and and hopefully between them they can cover Ampadu as well because he he's the one player that I am a bit concerned. Like if Ampadu was out for the season, then I I wouldn't be so sure that we're going up. Yeah, completely agree. Let's not let's not think about that. 
Let's not think about the dark days. Let's stay positive. Um, right, cool. Well, yeah, I hope you've all had a cracking weekend. We have. And uh, I just can't wait for next weekend now. Um, just bring it on. Um, so, yeah, see you after Southampton game. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Network.